Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Moreland Backpacking Podcast. My name is Damon O'Neill. This is part two of the conversation I had with Tarek Halusi. In part one, you remember we spoke about his social enterprise and his what he's creating with Nomads Giving Back and his journey that he's on. And in this episode, I'm absolutely buzzing to share with you the story and the conversation we had about his about his conqueror about him conquering Everest Base Camp and the marathon and the trek to get there, three weeks, the relationships he built, how the lessons he learned, so many lessons kept coming up in, in this conversation. I mean, it's, it's a blinder. He also talks about an ultra marathon in Bali, raising $100,000 for kids' education. He talks about how his dad doesn't like him doing this because he's a doctor and he thinks it's bad for his health, but really... He feels that he just has to push himself. And I think one of the best things, he said something like that if he can do something that he thought was impossible in one part of his life, then really can he do something that is that he think is poss- impossible in another part of his life and transfer this and just, as we say, it's the same game. Just love the process, love the journey to get there and keep pushing himself. I actually listened to a Joe Rogan podcast today with Jesse Itzler who says something similar, his Instagram is at the 100 mile man because he ran 100 miles and that's, he's talking about the same thing. He, he wanted to do something there and one of the biggest things he learned through running 100 miles was that he just thought it was impossible. So if he thought that was impossible in that part of his life, what can he do in other parts of his life that he think is impossible and to push himself, to learn, to grow? And it's funny that <coughs> I... Uh, Tarek says the same thing and I'm doing this intro on on the same day that I listened to that Joe Rogan podcast so I hope you get some value from this hope you love it as much as I did when I listened back to it Tarek's a great guy go check out Nomads Giving Back and see if you can help him or build a bridge like Tarek said or share this podcast if you think somebody else can get some value from it as well thank you so much for listening hope you're having a bloody fantastic day wherever you are in the world love the game love the process Adios. What I still struggle with all the time is how to balance priorities, how to balance my my values, my goals, what I want out of life, and every single thing, every single hour, every single dollar, every single uh, thought is a trade-off for something else. Yeah. And how do we optimize? And what is optimizing? What what is your optimize of your time and your value? And, well, this is a good thing. Well, I think because no, there is no answer, like you, I look at it like a game, like, and it's all the same game. Like, Nomad's giving back, you said it's a work in progress. Like, yourself is a work in progress. Exactly. Like, if you, like, when you, everything is just, you just have to enjoy the journey there. Like, and then, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of people, so that's why I think what you were saying, they, like, so people aren't aware of that. You need to be aware of, like, it doesn't have to call it a game call it the journey the process or whatever but it's so interrelatable it's like if you're trying to if you're trying to get with a girl like it's a game like if it just happened it would be it wouldn't be as good like it's just, <laughs> no but it's true if no, yeah. if no man's giving back was just made yeah. it wouldn't be as good so as you working the there to, the ma- yeah, yeah. To, to make it yeah you gotta you gotta earn you gotta grow it's like yeah like I'm, 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 on Sunday well. on Sunday I'm running a half marathon which means I had to go to the gym today I was not in the mood to go to the gym today but if yeah. I don't go to the gym today then I'm not going to be able to yeah. so like it's the it's the journey it's the process it's the same words you used 
and everything you do. And if it wasn't that easy, if you were just sort of uh, gifted something entirely, then I think you're absolutely right. Then it kind of loses its value a little bit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, um, talking to marathons, so I saw you post about the podcast that you did with the other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, so like I record the podcast when I meet people. That's like I, we haven't really spoke before, and that's why I didn't want to like chat too much because I'd ask you questions about the But oh, that was your reason. I didn't quite get that. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? That you were like so right away wanted to record. Like you like to record when you meet someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, we met at your event, but it was like you had other things. It was just yeah. like pleasantries or whatever. But I also, I haven't listened to that podcast because I don't want to find out stuff. Because ah, then it's like I'm okay. asking, then it's like an interview, and I'm asking questions like that I know no, you the, answer, know the to. answer. Like where it's not really, but um, but like the photo was. So what you did a marathon on Everest or, or what, uh, what? base camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, a <laughs> three, three years ago. Uh, I ran yeah Everest base camp marathon, the highest one in the world. It was uh, my. One of my proudest accomplishments, it was... Yeah, that's unreal. Thank you. Have you run out marathons before? I did th- four before that. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, where? Yeah. Uh, so my first one was supposed to be in New York, where I lived a good most of my adult life. Uh, but that was the one year that Hurricane Sandy caused a cancellation. Right. Wow. So it was the first that's time I canceled. So two weeks later, I ran it in my first one in Philadelphia. Right. And then I ran one, which happened to be my birth city. And then I ran my second one in D.C., where I spent my college years. Yeah. And then eventually I, I finally ran the one in New York again, right. like the, the right, uh, fish, uh, finally. And that was my third one. And then I did one, uh, I think in Sri Lanka, it was my fourth one. Really? In the blazing sun, which I almost melted away. <laughs> was me- that hard? That was it harder than the others. No, it was. It wasn't harder, but it was hotter. It was. I mean, obviously hotter. But I mean, it was like the hottest one I ever ran. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like dehydrating. So you a marathon runner or a long distance runner as such, or you just like to like? Do you like the challenge or you like the training or like? What? Yeah. Well, the funny thing, it was sort of part of my transformation because I was not a runner. Yeah. I was the opposite. I had smoked cigarettes for twenty three years. Uh, I was uh, overweight for a good chunk of my life uh, and overworked, not really the healthiest guy, Yeah, yeah. especially during those 20s corporate years where it was just about like surviving in the corporate yeah. life. Uh, and I'll be honest, like I don't look back critical of that. And I, I, I was thinking a lot about this in the last year because I did some reflecting and some writing. My early, early 20s, like right out of college, it was a really rough, challenging time. I had just moved to New York two months before 9-11. And so 9-11 was a traumatic experience for everyone, everyone, globally, let alone New Yorkers. I was supposed to fly that day from the same airport that two of the hijacked planes went went from. Um, I... I uh, lost my dream job later that year. My background, as I mentioned, is Egyptian. Oh, but actually, were you, like, uh, targeted in some sort of way? I, I, uh, it's a good question. Maybe. I, not, not, 
I can't say that I was targeted plainly, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely feel like subtly that there, it, it has affected me. Yeah, like they see your name before they see you and hear you. Then this, yeah, this. I mean, for example, I mentioned I lost my job that year. Yes. Yeah, so so I'm applying for a job. Yeah. And my resume is there with like a hundred resumes for one job. Yeah. And even if the hiring manager is in, is in, uh, has a prejudice, you know, sometimes you go with a safe option. And yeah. So I don't think it helped me that I had an Egyptian name or an Arab name. So how how did you say your last name? It's uh, Kalusi. Kalusi. Tarek Kalusi. Uh, and uh, you know, listen, like. I I am not playing the racist card. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying yeah. To, I'm just I'm just trying to tell you that like regardless of what it affected me, it affected people close to me. Yeah, yeah. And and the, a lot of my identity, uh, I'm a second generation or I guess first generation Egyptian. I was raised uh, Muslim yeah. and you know, it wasn't the easiest time to yeah. sort of like reconcile these different beliefs from both sides. Yeah. From both sides, right? Like, there's people over there in that region, that faith that I also didn't agree with. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's it, it was just challenging. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess my point is that when I ended up getting a job again, I realized that I don't want to be this vulnerable again. I was I was unemployed for six months, and it felt like in some ways the world was ending. That the stock market was crashing. The job employment sucked. We thought that the world was under attack, especially in New York. Yeah. I mean, it was awful. So I don't blame myself for over, what's the word, um, the pendulum swung too far the other way where I'm like, I'm going to bust my ass. Yeah, yeah, and I worked so hard and my, my singular focus was independence. Uh, and I guess, you know, the one thing that is a blessing and a curse is that when I, when I put my mind to something, I tend to go after it, yeah. but at the cost of other things. And so my personal growth, my personal health was put yeah, secondary, yeah, yeah. tertiary. Um, and then eventually I sort of built my way out of that. And when I hit around like 30, early 30s, I started reprioritizing, realizing yeah. that, you know what? It's not about independence. Or, or maybe I got to a point, like I paid off my debt and I was had some savings and I had some independence and some confidence back and some like, you know, you know, Maslow's law of the pyramid, you know, the yeah. pyramid, you, know, you need to sort of like hit certain thresholds of what your needs are before you can go to the next, next level. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I got to my next level of like, okay, wow, what now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, well, it's, but I, I'm a big believer in that you, you grow through what you go through. Yeah. Right? 100%. So, like, the, these struggles were actually a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In hindsight. And you don't know it during the process. So now when I go through, like, a tough time, which still happens all the time, uh, or a challenge, I, I try to remember those lessons and say, Yeah, it's okay, hard when you're in it. Man. Yeah, it's, it's hard. hard as hell when you're right, in you it. You do. It is, I mean, you're winning when you can sort of step back and be like, I always say things happen for me, not to me. Like it's exactly. the thing, and it's, it's a bit like if you just see it as that, then it can it still be tough. It doesn't mean that like it's the hot, it's the worst thing in the world if it's tough. Really, it's just like pushing you somewhere. Exactly. Else. Exactly. Well, so back to the marathon then. So and like so what, at your corporate, you're 30. When you turn 30, getting out of that that period, what, did you start running or something? 
or like yeah, you just so. get fitter and then you then an opportunity came to run and then really like how did you get to do uh, the base camp marathon because <laughs> I mean I'm, so I've run a London marathon and that's, like, oh, that's I'm, awesome. I'm really proud of that but I mean did you qualify for, or do a fundraiser so uh, I did a fun- fundraiser yeah amazing yeah, yeah. So, amazing what I mean, was the cause for for bowel cancer Oh, amazing. So that's if it's Good my family. You. But I, I, I ran, actually ran it as my brother because he, he, <laughs> he, we both applied. He got the place and then he emigrated to the US. And then I just, I did it as him and used his ID because we look enough alike. <laughs> but but you know, now you're on record of saying that. Are you gonna, are you gonna be banned from all running sports from? <laughs> I don't think Everest Base Camp. That's what I'm going for next. <laughs> oh, I highly recommend it, man. But like, uh, so like, tell so, 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 do, do you have to apply? Do you have to apply? You have to apply, qualify, or what? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Sure, I mean, what's sure. the training like for that? Because I train like an animal for the, just the London marathon. So. Um, I'll tell you what. So, to answer your first question, I yeah, I wasn't the healthiest guy, but I one day I ran like a five k through work, like this JP Morgan, JP Morgan corporate challenge. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, like, I actually finished it. It was hard. And uh, my colleagues celebrated for me. They had like a banner at work for 5K. I was so, but it, it kind of gave me a little bit of like, you know, confidence boost and appreciation. And, and then uh, one thing led to another where it became a 5K, 10K. Um, and, I, and over the years, I got a little more into my health. And then the New York Marathon is a big thing. And I, I watched several of them. And one of my best friends, my roommate for many years, was a runner of that. He did it yeah. a few times. So I always kind of looked up to him for doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So the inspiration was there. And then I fan- eventually my confidence grew up and I went for it. Uh, but to jump to your Everest point, I, uh, I think it was out of my league when I signed up for it. But I sort of like that. I like how, how far in advance did you sign up? Two months. Two I was like months. the last person. I, uh, yeah, I was. I think I was the last person to sign up for it. Marathon, not half marathon. Full marathon, yeah. Yeah. And how 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 long after was it your was was your last marathon? Well, so the when one you, after that. So no, when you signed up to the Everest, yeah. had you just done a marathon? I so I did that hot Sri Lankan one I told you so about. You, so you but went, I no, but I did I did that one as a training one. Okay. So right. what happened was. I saw the Everest one, and I was thinking about going to Nepal, and I said, could I do this? And I even consulted with, like, my best friend who's a doctor, and a few people were like, am I crazy? Like, can I do this? And I got mixed feedback. And then I saw that there was a marathon in Sri Lanka where I was in, in two or three weeks, and I was not trained for that. Yeah. And so I thought, well, the Sri Lanka one could be a training one for the Everest one. So I quickly signed up for the, Everest, uh, the Sri Lanka one. Oh, uh, that is pushing your body. It I'm, is. It is. is but you know what? I I think it's mostly mental. Uh, I, I I one of my friends shared a quote with me. You know, Everest marathon was not a ultra marathon, but an ultra is technically anything more than a marathon. Right. But in terms of difficulty, it's up there. Yeah. And he had shared a quote with me that said, uh, "A half marathon is a physical challenge." A marathon is a mental challenge, and an ultra marathon is a spiritual challenge, and that that stuck with me. Um, and I have to tell you that I kind of agree with it. At some point, as long as you're not likely to injure yourself, uh, I think your body and your mind and your soul is so much more capable than you can think than you can imagine. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm speaking f- for myself. That 
that's what I've learned is that I can do uh, a lot more than I, I think I can if I just commit to it Focus. like truly commit to it yeah and that's what sort of happens like I knock on wood I haven't been injured during a race so every race I started I finished yeah. so the hardest part for me is actually committing to it yeah. and once I'm committing to it then I sort of somehow pull through yeah. um, and even if you don't the crossing the finish line is not the point yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's the, the process it's the process but, exactly most people would train more than you did to be fair but it is it is it is the process yeah yeah. Like you have to in, you have to enjoy training for a marathon. Yeah. Because the marathon's the easiest. Like in my experience, the the, the day is the easiest bit. Because yeah, they say showing up to the starting line is the hardest part. Yeah. And uh, the Everest marathon, I, I'll tell you what was so amazing about that experience was not even just a race day. It was you know it's part of that you, you trek to the uh, Everest base camp. Yeah. So, so how long is that? That's a, almost three weeks. Fuck it. Yeah. So you're not training for the three weeks before. No, like, I mean, you are... You're exercising and you're at the altitude, maybe acclimatizing and stuff. Exactly. So acclimatizing is the hardest part. Yeah. I mean, the most important part. Yeah. Um, but we were bonding with the team. It was, there was only like 42 of us and 27 runners. Right, yeah. um, so you become like a family because you're yeah. spending all day in the most scenic mountains I've ever seen. Yeah. And these people are like-minded inspiring people at that point I was probably the mo- one of the most junior runners yeah. probably the most junior runner of all of them um, and so like my tent mate was like a national runner for Denmark really yeah so- and so like you know he ended up winning so it's just amazing to what you can learn not just about running but about discipline and going after your goals and and people's stories you their mean, like, stories yeah. their personal stories not just physical stories I'd, I'd so, get a few podcasts if I did that oh man <laughs> and then I um, I went offline that month for the entire month like no communications at all they, they even had internet at the cabins but I chose to go like you know offline I I decided to go vegetarian I was just trying to push myself that month to, to put myself outside of my comfort zone yeah. I went to my first yoga retreat um, and uh, I'll tell you what with the, that last day of the month it was November 30th 2015 uh, well, the race day the race day. the race day and then December 1st it was I'm allowed to go online and my family's expecting to hear from me and everyone and I was afraid to go online I was actually like at a peace a level yeah, of peace because yeah. remember I come from New York like corporate New York Right, like the the amount of noise and and data and input in your brain, so I sort of detoxed on multiple levels, and then I was afraid to go back. (laughs) So did you? Uh, Slowly, I did. Eventually, to to tell your family is probably oh yeah, no main thing on that one. Yeah, so I. I definitely, I definitely reconnected. But I tell you what, I took my time and uh, I learned, I le- I learned a lot from that process. You know what's funny? Uh, random detail. I found that I was looking at my phone a lot because I was taking pictures. I had audio books. Late at night in the cold in the tent when I was bored and cold, I would like watch something on my phone, like downloaded. Yeah. And uh, I think the universe was teaching me a lesson because. One night at like three, four in the morning, I, I couldn't sleep and I was too cold, so I walked around and like warmed up my body. And I saw this creek 
and with some stones where you can like a little pathway. Yeah, yeah. So I crossed the I crossed the stones thinking that, that this is what I have to do. And I dropped my phone in the water. Really? And it broke. Early on in that month. Things that before. Yes. Yes. So I realized that the universe was saying, You wanted a digital detox, here's a digital detox. Yeah. So I had I had nothing. Yeah. I, so I stopped taking photos. I stopped listening to stuff. I was like way more present that I was comfortable with. Yeah. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Well, I mean, you're probably doing it out of habit initially because you like, oh, check yeah. your phone, check your phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then, uh, I mean, even, I'm not saying that you're like this, but some when, when groups come together, often it takes, if you know you're with a month, you'll be like, oh, I'm with them all month, I'm not going to talk to them and stuff. But, or like r- relative to the time. Exactly. So you probably sort of think, I've got, I'm, I'm sleeping in that tent, I, I don't have to talk to him in the day, like check your phone and whatever. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, it's funny how like, you're bringing up so many important lessons from that trip, but here's another one. I really realized, especially during that trip, to surround yourself around those you want to become like, because energies are contagious. Yeah. So for example, my friend Daisy had said, from the UK, from London, she had said that she had just finished her 12th marathon in 12 months. And I had only run four, ever. Yeah. So I was, I thought she was crazy. And she like, was so humble and just said like, oh, you totally can do it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no way. I ended up not only doing 12, I did 16 in 16 months. Marathons? Full marathons? 16 full marathons in, in 16 months in 13 different countries because of Daisy. Wait, you said you've only done four? Before that. Fuck, you know. Before that. No, I've done... So, then, I've done, uh, so Everest was five? Everest was five. And then you've done 16 in 16 months? During like, that period, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I did... 16 uh, consecutive months? Yeah, yeah. So was was that your sole focus, like to to like recover and get and stay fit and it, yeah, or? kind of. It was I wouldn't say my sole focus, but it was a big focus. But yeah, I uh, I sort of just ran like roamed around the world, Money. traveling, backpacking, and exploring. Did some volunteer work, but I whenever where there was a marathon, I would find one. If I had no path, I would look for the next one. Fuck and then me. a that few is, months ago, that is brilliant. A few months ago in Medellin, I did my my twenty fifth. Really? So you've done 25 marathons? Yeah, in the Wait, last... Wait, I'm not even saying I've done the London. Have you done the London marathon? Not yet. Not yet. I saw one. Oh, not, I, I lived in London. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. Oh, it's a great day. That's, my, that's on my bucket list. Yeah, I would love cool. to. Um, but, uh, yeah, brother. I mean, like, I just wish you saw me seven years ago where I had done zero and I was smoking and overweight. And you had been like, you're going to do 25 marathons? And so... For me, the reason I think I got addicted to it was the realization that if I can do the what I thought was impossible in one part of my life, maybe I can do the impossible in another part. Same game. And for me, it's creating a social enterprise. And you're seeing me right now training yeah, yeah. for that first marathon. Like For me, creating a social enterprise was a dream, a lifelong dream. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to figure it out. But knowing, seeing your facial expression just now yeah. gives me a little confidence to be like, wow, like he was surprised I could do that. Oh yeah, that, that was kind of difficult, challenging. Maybe, maybe, maybe my other dream could come true too. No, mate, impossible is nothing. Fucking hell. 
the, it went to the, we went to the gym this morning. So we've got there's me, James, and then there's we got a new guy, Tom. Who we a met. new amigo. Yeah, so he's not the amigo, <laughs> but he's we met him in Mexico a year ago now when we, in our first few weeks of travelling, and he's from London. But and he got in touch and was like, boys, I'm going to be in Colombia. Let's make a video of like our work in there. So like that tournament. He's going to be there with a the camera making video. Do, do you know anyone who's a videographer? Or got, I do. got sound who would want to help with a charity project? I, I know the exact people right now that I, I just chatted with this morning. So we, we, we can touch, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can write. I'll connect you. I mean, like, we don't want to pay him or anything. But, like, he's, he says, like, helping hand could be good, no, like, the, for sound or something the, like that. The couple I'm thinking of are social impact, like, leaders yeah. in, in Medellin. Yeah. And they're, they're connected to Peace Hub. So I'll, I'll talk we'll to you. To, I'll talk right. to you about it. Well, anyway, so he's. We went to the gym this morning, and he, and uh, I asked him, "Have you ever done a marathon?" Because I, like we ran there actually, and like whatever, like I was just thinking, does he run whatever? And he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I've done a few half marathons." He was like, "But it's not good for you, like he's all that running, all that running." <laughs> and he was like, "But to be fair, he just filmed the Great British Swim, which was a guy who swam around the British Isles wow. from Red Bull, so he wow. was videoing for that." And, uh, <laughs> and and he was saying, but then I look at him, he was like, he's he's like pushed his body to the limits, like he's it, it, like he's he's got muscular, and then he's for the swim he had to like uh, get fat because of uh, or get put on weight to stay warm and things like that. And like we and I thought about like, is it bad for you? Because I look at my dad and he's uh, he's only ever ran because he played soccer, football. He only ever ran. So in the gym now he's run. I'm like, and he's like 57 in a few days, and. Uh, I'm like, Dad, get on the bike, like, save your joints a bit, and then you do it for longer. Yeah. And, like, I think as you age, maybe stuff can happen. But the point being, in terms of pushing yourself, like... I mean, listen, like... Is, that is just a great, I, 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 it's a great conversation to have after I spoke about it this morning. Yeah, you know, exactly. Listen, you know, you can't predict the future. Anything can happen. My dad, like I mentioned earlier, my dad's a doctor. He hates the fact that I run marathons. And then when I told him that... Uh, Nine months ago, a year ago, I told him that I'm signing up for a, a fundraiser run in Bali. I was and I was I committed to running the first ultra marathon in Bali, crossing the island from coast to coast, from top to bottom, 84 kilometers. And he said, "Don't do it." And I said, "Too late." <laughs> and then I found myself sick the day before. I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. In Bali. And they took blood work, and uh, I was afraid that I got sick at the wrong time. It was the sickest I was in years, and I almost had to cancel everything. Even though I had done a fundraiser, I raised uh, six thousand bucks for kids' education, and uh, and I was a part of only thirteen runners, and our goal was to raise a hundred thousand bucks to put a hundred kids through school, primary school, and. I'll never forget it because I thought to myself, there's no rational reason that I should do this. The hardest race in my life, the sickest I've been in a while, and I decided that I have to do this. I just it's like a movie. I have has to the suspense, do this. The suspense. I was like, I cannot not do this. I this is what I've been planning for for several months yeah, of my life. Yeah, and. And you have to just trust your intuition. I'm not saying that people should do things that are just 0% of success. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just trying to say that our will, our spirit is so much stronger than we give it credit. And 
what was it? I think it was 12 hours. No, 14 hours. 14, 14, 14 hours I ran all night across Bali. And I, I crossed the finish line sprinting. I was, I was, it was, it was the most full of life I've ever felt was crossing that finish line 14 hours later, man. So and what's a better achievement, that or Everest? Or maybe that, not better, like, or I, like what's your most, maybe, because the fact, if you wasn't ill, then maybe it would definitely be Everest. But if, but then because you raised all that money for the kids, well, the, that's the, also the, the Bali had the meaning. The right, Bali yeah. had the meaning. The Everest, and the meaning, the probably, Everest, the meaning probably got you over the line as well. Yeah. yeah. I had... It's a good question. I would say those two are the top two. Yeah. Uh, Everest is more personal, like early on in my personal growth. Like it gave me a, a boost of belief. Yeah. Not even confidence, just belief. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that we can do what we want to do yeah. if, we, if we believe. And the, the Bali one was more about meaning. That um, it was for something beyond myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, did I you think, raise 100 grand? I raised 6,000, yeah, right, our team, a, our team as a group, group raised 100, we, we hit our goal. That's and it amazing. was the first time that run ever happened. And I'm really proud of the team and the leaders uh, for inspiring me. I mean, it was another one of those inspiring experiences. Like, it feels like those kind of things, forget, forget the marathons for a moment. I've been on other types of retreats. Just those experiences where people are growing together and you help one another through your process and it's not a competition it's yeah. anything but it yeah there was times where when I crossed I passed people and they passed me and we would high five each other yeah, and support yeah. each other or run slower to bring the other person along it was these things are symbolic of life yeah, right yeah, these yeah. are not like three amigos no I want no I, no one's giving back wants to help three amigos where there's enough need in the world to help we want to help each other, yeah, pull each other along. Yeah. And I think my background professionally, and even sometimes personally, was more of a fixed pie mentality, where what's yours is mine and mine is yours. Yeah, yeah. That's not real life. Yeah. Growth happens from actually helping each other. And uh, I, I just love sort of learning from one aspect of my life and applying it to another. Same game. Same game. <laughs> Did, did, have you heard of or do you follow uh, Jesse Itzler? I don't think so. So, Carl looks very short. He's like an entrepreneur. I follow him on Instagram and stuff. And he owned like Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the basketball team? The basketball okay. team. And he started up, he started up like a uh, private jet hire before like anyone has sort of done it. Okay. But he, and he ran 100 kilometers. He, he went to live, live with a monk for a month and wrote a book like, He's always saying, build your life resume, do these things for the, like, you can get growth out of them, you can get more belief, confidence, there's so many different things that you learn from just doing it, just focus on it and go, and even like the, he bought the basketball team, like he, he headed the consortium or something like that, but he was like, an hour before he didn't have the money, but then he was just ringing everyone, he was like, just fucking do it, like, like keep pushing yourself, you'll figure it out, keep going, keep going. He's a good person to follow. Like that's awesome. Well, check him out if you. Uh, no, he, he sounds super inspirational. A lot, a lot of, to be a lot of entrepreneurs like that. His wife is actually a famous entrepreneur as well. But they do obviously Instagram is a perfect platform for them to do to yeah. do that. But there's a reason that they say that because they have they did have to go through that. A bit like you saying now, like you were ill the night before, but fuck it, you got you got like spiritually or like just the, the reason why I can get you through really isn't it exactly exactly 84 kilometers <laughs> thanks bro I appreciate your support man no it's flipping brilliant I love it I, lo I love 
I love seeing people progress as well because like you said it's not a competition if somebody, yeah. if somebody is just growing getting better or more confident or more belief than they were yesterday then like, man, it's, it's and, and, and right and right back at you like literally like I when we were at that event last week with at the volunteer uh, event yeah yeah and uh, you said a few words up on stage, and you, you gave a lot of credit to Catalina, who inspired you. Yeah. But, you know, you're inspiring her, and you're helping a lot of people in terms of, like, uh, you know, serving as a role model. And I, I, think, I think that's what's... There's an opportunity for, for people like you and for me, yeah. is to sort of play that role to make it seem like that's cool. Right. Yeah. It's and not just and possible. And possible. Yeah. It's possible. It's cool. It's rewarding. And it's not about, you know, the culture. A lot of the culture these days, where I come from, and the social media, is rewarding. Okay, the word is influencer, right? Yeah. What are we doing? Those people are influencing. And I feel like I would love, and I love the people who are doing this like you, who are trying to help influence in a positive way. Yeah. You know, try to steal some of that newsfeed away from the flashy, Something, unnecessary, yeah, like, superficial stuff. Uh, the way I look at it, like not to big us up, but like it could be you or anyone, because we put our stuff on social media to try and inspire someone. So where's like people are social media influencers, because they like influence the social media, we like influence and put it on social media like it's like the other way around maybe you could you, you could well, you could word it, it something like that but I think like that's sort of more meaningful yeah like, but for, I, I appreciate and admire the, whoever's doing influences because they probably work hard they might love their job they're, oh they're, yeah and, and they're helping people as well in in certain ways not yeah, yeah. a lot of people yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a tricky thing and it's a new thing yeah. I think I think society this is all new. Yeah, that on the touch of evolving. In your hand, you can see glimpses of the world and people doing things, and um, it's tricky. Like even even like fitness models, right? Like at one point, it's it's inspirational. At one point, it's disencouraging. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, am I ever gonna get that perfect vibe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I guess it's about you know being uh, attainable, yeah. trying to set attainable goals for people. Basically, I like to try to I like to try to think in everything I do, especially when it comes to no one's coming back. Meet people where they're at, right? Like it doesn't mean that if you want to help society, you need to quit your job and volunteer for two years in a village in Africa. Yeah. You can still give back by donating a day playing soccer in a in a comuna yeah, here yeah. in in Medellin, and help some kids achieve their dreams by playing soccer instead of maybe getting sucked into a bad environment, yeah, the streets. So like. Meeting people where they're at, and it doesn't have to be like salads or nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, it, yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. like a balanced, a balanced approach where you're yeah. still giving back. Because I think a lot of people, that's the resistance. They're like, well, if I'm not going to go all in, then I'm not going to do yeah, anything. Yeah, I agree. I because I, I often a lot of people back home who see that I'm like around the world or whatever they and I talk like this, which I spoke like this before I went traveling anyway, but. They'll say, oh, well, like, you think you need to travel the world to, like, grow or, like, to experience or whatever. And I'm like, you don't. You Like, not to just give back, but to grow. Like, you can do it at home, but just do something. Don't just, like, get sucked in unconsciously and, and, and like, not be aware of what you're doing. Like, Passenger seat. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- 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 be in the driving seat. And, like, you know, be practical as well, yeah. 
if you've got to do your job still to do it, like that's fine. I'm not saying everyone has to quit their job, but you can still grow and you can still do something, whether it's helping, whether it's like mentoring, whether it's starting a business on the side, whether yeah. it's just like doing, showing more love. I don't know, something that can be. Yeah. Is make, it, make it bite sized a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but we, uh, the. Uh, there is like our video guy well we're going to make like a promotional video the idea like we think we can do what we have done like with, with other clubs in Medellin with other other cities in Colombia other countries in South America around the world because we just find a football like we, we can relate to a football team very easily that will help us like that will accept us more than likely yeah you speak your language uh, yeah so then it's the international language and uh I mean, this was our first project, and like, we had so many donations, and like a lot, a lot has happened just in one project. So we're sort of hoping that we could go and like this is the debate whether to do it official, whether That's to awesome. like do it. It'd be like project based to, to see where to do it and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people who are like sport. Sport is an amazing vehicle to like help, whether it's like the kids on the ground, yeah, or like even volunteers to like uh, grow themselves as well. Like, oh, it's so true, it's so true. I mean, I, I, I was in some of the poorest parts of the world, in like Africa, for example, and like they still have buildings spray painted in like Arsenal and Liverpool yeah, and, it's, it's and like everyone every, people ask me like Messi you know yeah, they'd be yeah. like they, they know they may not know who uh, Obama or Trump are yeah, but they know the soccer stars yeah, yeah, yeah. or football stars and it's uh, and that's what the kids want to talk about yeah. you're right it's the universal language well, so it, I actually ask the question a lot not on the podcast this is the first time but so do you know who David Beckham is of course and do you know who the Queen is of England of course who do you think is more famous David Beckham or the Queen yeah I mean I think probably Beckham <laughs> Among, in terms of like the the, the youth yeah for well, sure like, for stuff like that, that yeah. what you just said about Messi Messi yeah. like if you ask these kids about like the ones that we work with in the community they, they actually ask us about the Queen to be fair but yeah, 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 it's uh, no but it's funny it's yeah it's a good but I tell you what I, I, need, I need to take out snippets and just record this question because everybody I ask is convinced they're right and if I ask a group of 10 people it'll be split it'll be they'll be like the Queen of oh no David Beckham like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's quite a funny one but then it goes on to like Trump or Obama or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that and, no it's so true and, uh, it's so true or even even other celebrities that are less talented than Beckham, like Kim Kardashian or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Like if your if your mum and your dad and maybe your grandparents know them, and then you got kids over here knowing them, I think that like, you, you're probably going to find a couple to compete with that. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> start asking and just see the difference. I think a video do a sur- be good. Do a survey. D- just to see the video. Honestly, the reactions I've seen, you wouldn't believe. Or you know what you could do? You could show pictures. Show three pictures of Beckham and three pictures of the Queen and say which one is the actual person. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you most people would just not be able to pick out which one's the Queen, but they would yeah. picture Beckham in a second. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'd love to see. It could evolve. Becca might get in touch with him either. <laughs> right. I need to actually go to the communa. So All right. We've got, we got football training. So Nice. 
You're training for this? You didn't tell me who were training. <laughs> no, like we're coaching. We, oh, we go up coaching. to like, yeah, like Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They do training. That's what the tournament's for because the fees have gone up, fifteen thousand a month okay. for the kids to play. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they play against other teams on Saturdays. But a lot of the parents are like can't afford it, so that's wow. why. So that's why the tournament. But and the, and the fees go to that organization you mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can show you the legal doc and everything if you're. Oh no, no I was just curious which where where, where the yeah, money yeah, yeah. It's pacifistas. I can. Yeah, I can send no, you all that stuff. Good on you, man. I'm, su- we, I'm super we wanna, excited. We want to make sure it does do that because like we don't trust anyone as well. If you know what I mean. So it's like, well, you're, even though we like them, and like, you're now being a, a fiduciary. You're being coming accountable. If yeah, you're collecting yeah, money, exactly. so you wanna you wanna do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. That's great, man. I'm I'm super excited for it. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, no, that that'll be good. Right, so I finish the podcast with three questions. All right. If it's pl- if it's planned enough like this, so first question is, do you think that traveling has changed your perspective of life and why? I think we sort of covered it to be fair, but if in a couple of sentences. So Tra- traveling and, and, and or backpacking or yeah. or maybe stepping out of the US, say let's say. Uh, I would say a hundred and percent yes. Uh, it's not about the number of countries, but I'm really a huge fan of traveling because I, I set a goal to explore 100 countries, and I just did that a few months ago. Really? So You're I, knocking up the numbers, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a quantitative guy. <laughs> I like to set goals. But I'll tell you what, I didn't set the goal arbitrarily. What I realized for me, when I explore the world, I explore within. Every time I expose myself to a new culture, a new person, a new thing, I, it opens my eyes and, and makes me figure out like, well, what's important to me? Um, why do I feel the way I do about this? What can I learn from this? And, and I can gravitate towards those, those sources of inspiration, whether it's a person or a place that makes me come alive, all right? So that, this is why, absolutely, hell yeah, travel has changed my life. And I, I don't think it's the only way to grow. Like you said earlier, I don't think it is. But for me, it served its purpose. And and to be honest, for now, I don't actually look to travel. I look to just find a, a couple places to live that I love. Yeah. And yeah, a little bit of travel. But for me, I it served its purpose. Uh, that's why I did it so extensively for a while. And now, um, it 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 just took me to the next phase. So I'm ready for the next phase. All right. Question two. What is the, what is your most favorite place that you have visited in the world? Ooh. You can only give one because you're going to have a few, obviously, if you've done 100 countries and their cities. Yeah, you're going to get me in trouble with this one. But obviously, <laughs> this doesn't mean that you don't like the other places. This is just... All right. If you, <laughs> the, 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 pod, pod, the podcast is called More Than Backpacking and you've backpacked around the world, I've got to ask you. All right. I would say... There's one place that, overall, for various reasons, I really love uh, a lot, which is Bali. Certain parts, certain aspects of Bali, and I, Bali itself is very diverse. There's certain aspects of Bali that I'm not a big fan of, but in general, I tend to look back at the places that I love the most as the places where I had the most meaningful experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not even just the place it's the experience I had there yeah. and I tend to have them more in Bali yeah uh, often people involved in those experiences the people may be that experience as well that's exactly true so I you know 
the highlights are the people, both locals and the, the foreigners that happened to be there when I was there. The atmosphere from the rice fields of Ubud to the beaches yeah. uh, of Chenggu to the islands off of Bali. Uh, and then the types of people that are there and that create opportunities, like a lot of personal growth things, yeah. from yoga to meditations to sound healings to events to the random coffee shop chats you have yeah. are a lot more like what we're having here yeah. than uh, what do you do for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it becomes the new norm to like focus on personal growth yeah. from the places I go to. And it's a healthy environment, uh, mentally, physically. And so I need more of that. Like I, I, I'm a mirror, right? Like I tend to um, become like the people around me. So I, I better yeah. be careful about who I surround yeah, myself yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all are, really. Uh, right, third question. Do you listen to podcasts? And if so, which ones can you recommend? Well, I'm a new fan of yours. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and it's funny, I I just had my first interview as a guest of on a podcast a few months ago. Wait, so I've, I subscribed to that, the, the Maverick Show. The Maverick Show, show? So yeah. I, I haven't listened to any, but it sounds like something that I would be interested oh, in. Matt, like, Matt is amazing. He's he's born for this job, yeah. and, and he's just uh, starting now, but he's uh, oh, in the last year or two. But he uh, he's a natural bring out the best in people. Yeah. Um, I also had the opportunity to be interviewed... Uh, I think three other podcasts. Uh, one is his name's Pale Bo. He's a, a well known in Denmark, and also Stella, Art, uh, Stella, who is Dutch, but she has a social enterprise in Uganda. And I was her second guest ever. Um, and she's a she's been a hero of mine before I even met her. Yeah, she's uh, in my mind one of the leaders of the nomad impact field. And uh, is doing a lot of positive change and inspiration for for the nomads. Um, another one is Nick Wood, who's based in Bali, who's all about personal growth. He's a coach, uh, and he has an amazing personal story as well. So, I I think I, I mean I'm not just being biased. I really admire all all three of those, four of those guys. Um, on a on a national level. I'm not. I don't listen to too many podcasts, to be honest. Um, but I'm a, I, I listen more to um, audiobooks of of like philosophy, spiritual growth, personal growth books, like yeah. people like Alan Watts and <laughs> mate, my mate who just turned up yesterday, the videographer. Yeah, he's, he's reading Alan Watts book. At no, the kidding. Yeah, no kidding! No oh. kidding! So we were talking about him, funnily enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading a book now called Why Buddhism Is True. Um, there's uh, some of my favorite books I just keep listening to over and over and over that are all about, like, help remind me that what I think life's about. Yeah, it's still the same. When you read it, it's good. It's still, it's still good if you read it again. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of them books. So. And, then, and then I try to find people that I look up to and ask them what they're listening to. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, yeah, podcasts, I think, are the way to go for um, getting some of, like, the current, current information. Yeah. But I feel like... There's a lot of historic, universal, brilliant minds yeah. that I'm, I'm still catching up on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be tricky. Uh, 
Wait, so what, what are the names of them podcasts? Nick Wood, is it called Nick, Nick Wood? Nick Wood. Uh, the Maverick Show is the one that I've already subscribed yeah, to. Yeah, he's Matthew Balls. Uh, the Uganda... Yeah, her, her name is Stella... Uh, um, I'm, I can't pronounce her last name, but I'll, I'll, it's like, I'll get back to you on that. What, not the beer? Stella Artois? Yeah. No, not, not Artois. <laughs> Stella... I'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> I can put it in the show notes. <laughs> Example of sentences in the show notes. And the other guy, the other one was... Uh, no, her last name is Aroldi. I never said it out loud. A-I-R-O-L-D-I. Exactly. So now am I forgiven for not knowing how to say it? I'll let you off. And Pale Bo. Yeah. Is that the name of the podcast or the name of the person? Both. 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 Okay. I'll, I'll send you uh, the details if you yeah, need it for yeah, the show yeah. notes. But they're, uh, they're awesome people. He's also professional. His background's in, in radio podcasting. Oh, I am. That's good. I'm going to have to listen to him and learn a bit. Yeah. Right. That is that. Well, thank you so much for having me, brother. Thank you for agreeing to this. All right. Bam. Well, senores y senoritas, that is Tarek. That's the end of Tarek's conversation. I hope I just think by I hope you had value from it. I hope you think, thought it was as interesting as I did when I actually had the conversation with him and when I listened to it back. I think by the questions at the end, you can just tell the insight and the great journey that this lad is on. I, I think he's a great guy, and. Uh, He's a true inspiration. I hope you can get some inspiration from him himself. He's actually done other podcasts, so in a way, this, this might be my uh, most established guest in the podcast world. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, man, I hope, you had a, I hope you have a great day. I hope you get some value from it. Please share it with somebody who you think might get some value if you can think of anybody else. Share it on your social media. I believe that this can provide a lot of inspiration for someone. It can show you what, what it is about when you go quote-unquote backpacking because it really is more than just that Instagram post or that photo or whatever you sort of might think the, the drink the drugs the girls whatever you whatever you think it might be it's conversations like this and with people like this where you can get inspiration and learn which I believe is the true value so please share it and have a bloody fantastic day wherever you are in the world adios chicos